1: Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the extended version of Inside Sources. As we cruise through a Thursday today, I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you here on KSL News Radio. We'll be with you until 3 o'clock today when uh, we'll hand it off to Jeff Kaplan, who'll get you home safe and smart. And uh, as always, we want to hear what's going on in your world, what's on your mind. You can always do that on the Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500. Again, five seven five zero zero Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, we'll read those as we go through the day. We had some great insight on the text line yesterday. Uh, some really great uh, insight and pieces there. So share with us what you're thinking, what you what you're seeing out there. And there's a, a lot of ground to cover today, as there always seems to be on a Thursday. Uh, we've got uh, a number of things. We'll break down as we go through uh, the first part of the show. We'll be talking about uh, Governor Hickenlooper uh, withdrawing from the presidential race, and uh, we'll, we'll do a deep dive on that. We'll talk about Beto O'Rourke, who's doing a relaunch today in terms of uh, trying to get some juice and momentum behind his campaign that has really stalled out and sputtered uh, over the last several months. We'll have Jason Perry join us from the Hinckley Institute to break down all things politics. Uh, always love to get Jason's uh, insight and his take on things as well. Uh, we're also going to be joined today uh, live uh, with Scott Rasmussen, uh, who uh, has some new polling out? So we uh, like to get the national polling things, and and he actually has a very interesting poll, some interesting numbers uh, as it relates to trust and trust in government, and so we'll break that down with Scott Rasmussen at one fifty today. So make sure you time it just right, uh, or make sure you've got the KSL News Radio app on, or you're at your computer at KSL.com, uh, and as always, if you miss a segment of the show and you want to go back, you can pick that up on our podcast. Uh, on the podcast page there at ksl.com. We'll also talk about uh, what's happening uh, in Israel, uh, the rejection of uh, two of the uh, squad members of Congress uh, who were denied entry uh, into Israel, their visas there, uh, so they will not be going to Israel. We'll break that down, what that means. We'll talk with our associates at ABC uh, talking about that as well. Uh, we'll also have Kevin Orman will join us today uh, for a little bit of a leadership dive. He's got a new uh, book on leadership out, so we'll talk about some of the key principles there, and and we'll apply them across the board. Uh, often we apply things to the political space or elected officials, but there's a lot of other areas where uh, our country and our communities are really lacking in leadership, so we'll talk about that with Kevin Orman. Really looking forward to that uh, at 205 today. So that gives you a quick snapshot of where we're headed between now and 3 o'clock. So settle in, buckle up, uh, fasten your chin strap just in case. This could be full contact today. Uh, so I hope you're you're ready to roll with this. So let's start to break down just a little bit uh, in terms of uh, some of the political news of the day. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Governor Hickenlooper from Colorado is ending uh, his run for the presidency uh, he did that, made that announcement official today uh, in a uh, a video that he released, three-minute video. And uh, here's, here's the first thing he said.
0: I ran for president because this country is being ripped apart by politics and partisan games while our biggest problems go unsolved. Now today, I'm ending my campaign for president. But I will never stop believing that
1: America can only move forward when we work together. All right, so that's Governor Hickenlooper there, uh, again, saying he is ending his run for the presidency, but said he will not stop uh, fighting for the principles of the country. And of course, there's been a lot of speculation of late around uh, whether or not he would pivot from the presidency and instead run for the Senate against Senator Cory Gardner, Republican, who's the incumbent in that race. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit more as we go along. He was uh our next-door neighbor uh, in the Senate office there, so we got to know him quite well, and so we'll talk about what that kind of matchup would would look like. Uh, it's it's really interesting, and we'll we'll break this down more in our next segment. Uh, but Governor Hickenlooper was was pretty dismissive of the idea of a Senate run uh, just a few short weeks ago, uh, even last week in Iowa. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, But now it seems that he's pivoting a little bit and might be giving it some thought. Uh, Here's uh, here's what he said about the Senate in his announcement video today.
0: People want to know what comes next for me. I've heard from so many Coloradans who want me to run for the United States Senate. They remind me how much is at
1: stake for our country and our state. I intend to give that some serious thought. All right, so uh, a little pivot there. (laughs) That's called The Art of the Pivot by Governor Hickenlooper. Uh, He went from being very dismissive uh, of that whole idea uh, to now he's going to give it some serious thought. So that will be something to keep our eye on as we move ahead in our uh, neighbors to the east in Colorado. Uh, I think that would be a a really interesting interesting battle. Uh, To me, one of the most fascinating parts of that is I'm not even sure – Governor Hickenlooper would win the Democratic nomination in Colorado. Uh, there is one candidate uh, running for Senate already, and he actually raised more money in the last quarter for his Senate race in Colorado than Governor Hickenlooper raised for his presidential bid. So uh, it, it's not clear that there would be a a certain path for Governor Hickenlooper in a Senate race, even just on the Democratic nominee side of the equation. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting thing, uh, thing to watch as uh, as we move along as well. So we'll continue to break that down. We'll keep our eye on that. Also, just as a reminder, as it relates to the Salt Lake City uh, mayor's race, that uh, we will have a an additional dump of votes uh, today. It's supposed to be by 3 o'clock, so uh, could be right as we make the transition from this show to Jeff Kaplan, but we will be on top of that. Uh, sometimes they they dump those a little early. Sometimes they dump them a little late. So we'll just uh, keep our eye on it. But stay tuned here on KSL News Radio for the latest on the Salt Lake Mayor's race. Re- As a reminder, you've got uh, Aaron Mendenhall in the lead by about six hundred votes, almost seven hundred votes ahead of uh, former Senator Jim Debakus, and then uh, Senator Debacus is about a hundred and twelve votes ahead. Of uh, Luz Escamillas. and again, uh, remember, the uh, top two will go on to the November general election. Uh, so that's going to be very tight. And there's a there's a large number of votes still out there. There's uh, I think somewhere close to seven or eight thousand votes that uh, could be tallied, and so all of those numbers could could shift if the current trends hold. Uh, a 100 vote lead, but between uh, uh, Jim Debacus and Luz Escamilla could could flip could change Uh, it all could flip who knows Uh, but it will be really interesting to see how that plays out and we'll break down what that means and what that means for the November election and that conversation uh, as we roll ahead as well all right we're going to go ahead and step aside when we come back uh, we're going to talk about the reboot of Beto O'Rourke and uh, what all this really means to our neighbors to the east in Colorado will Governor Hickenlooper take on Cory Gardner Uh, Will he be able to win the nomination for the Democratic side uh, for Senate in Colorado Uh, and a host of other things as it relates to the 2020 candidates? Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. We'll be right back.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Inside Sources with, with Boyd Metheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on the extended version of Inside Sources today. Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday. Uh, as we continue our conversation, if you're just joining us, uh, we've been breaking down a little bit. Uh, you, you have the uh, Beto O'Rourke reboot of his campaign and the Hickenlooper pivot uh, is what we're calling that, according to Miss Kylie, And uh, that's what's happening uh, out there in the world. And it's really interesting that the... Uh, The Democrats really are trying to pivot their attention to how important the Senate is going to be in 2020, and the fact that they are nudging uh, uh, Governor Hickenlooper, he is now officially out of the presidential race and is mulling over uh, whether he will uh, take a run for the Senate in Colorado against uh, current Senator uh, Republican Cory Gardner. And so he's been nudged out. He's been encouraged to look at that Senate race. You've also got a number of Democrats who are encouraging Beto O'Rourke to not reboot, which is what he did today, but to refocus and uh, also make a pivot uh, and get into a Senate race against uh, John Cornyn, uh, who's up for reelection in 2020. Uh, Really interesting, over the weekend, uh, Senator Claire McCaskill, who interestingly lost uh, her reelection bid in 2018... uh, was encouraging uh, Beto O'Rourke this way?
0: I said go Beto, go home <laughs> um, I, I really think that I, I think so many people are so focused on beating Trump and they it's the, the majority of our conversations are about the potential candidates and who's going to win the nomination. and of course it's because of where I come from that I understand how our government works. You guys get it. you've been there. The point is, if we don't get more Senate seats, this it's going to be a pyrrhic victory. It's going to be Mitch McConnell blocks gun control. Mitch Mitch McConnell McConnell blocks everything, and he's loading up the most a very important part of our country with these right wing ideologues that are very young on the federal bench. So, us taking the Senate is a big darn deal. Beto would be a really important addition to that effort. And I think, you know, sometimes you got to weigh, how does your country need you most? And I honestly believe that our country needs Beto to run for the Senate in Texas.
1: All right. That's former Senator Claire McCaskill uh, talking over the weekend, saying it's time for Beto to go home and uh, run for Senate in Texas. Again, the Democrats are really trying to shift focus there that they've got to get the Senate, that that's an important part of their strategy for 2020. Uh, and so to me, that's that's really an interesting thing. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, of course, has dismissed that. And today he attempted the O'Rourke reboot, uh, which I think he uh, did not do very well. And I want to talk about that for a second. Uh, we talked yesterday a little bit about how difficult it is to reboot or to uh, refocus a campaign and to relaunch it in a significant way. We talked about some who have been able to do it. Uh, President Trump actually did it uh, in 2016 when his candidacy had kind of stalled and his uh, team was in disarray. They 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 got it back together and they, they refocused. Bill Clinton did a nice reboot uh, in his first election. He was sort of left for dead on the side of the road there and came back uh, when he pivoted to a really interesting message, a place called Hope. Uh, and that really drove uh, him all the way to the presidency. Ronald Reagan had a very famous reboot uh, when he fired all of his political consultants and said, I, uh, I'm i going to get on my message, my principles, my values, and I'm going to have a conversation with the American people. You all are not being helpful to that cause. And he fired all the consultants who I think thought they were in the inner circle and uh, going to make a lot of money and have a lot of influence. So there have been some successful reboots. Uh, I think with... Uh, Beto O'Rourke, I think he picked the wrong venue at the wrong time with the wrong message. Uh, I, I do not think it was wise for him the morning after a big public vigil where uh, people stood in line for hours to get into the stadium to be part of that vigil. And so the you're in a city that is still very heavy in the midst of mourning after a tragic shooting and you're trying to reboot your presidential campaign. I just think that is the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, But then it got worse because his message was off and he is caught in this space where if you just even listen to the cadence of his voice, he's in this squirrely space of he's he's trying to sound like a combination of Barack Obama and John F. Kennedy. And it just comes off as very stilted, uh, inauthentic, and uh, very problematic. Uh, Listen to this. I'm confident that if at this moment we do not wake up to this threat,
0: then we, as a country, will die in our sleep. That would not be good enough for this country. We must take the fight directly to the source of this problem. That person who has caused this pain and placed this country in this moment of peril. And that is Donald Trump.
1: Wow. (laughs) Just wow. Uh, again, wrong setting, wrong time, wrong message. Uh, that's a three strikes and you're out rule there, uh, for Beto O'Rourke. And I'm not even sure what this line is. I'm confident that if we do not wake up to this threat, then as a country, we will die in our sleep. Uh, we must take the fight directly to the source of the problem. Uh, that's just, it's confusing. It's convoluted. He's conflated everything from gun control to the president's rhetoric, uh, Everything He's just kind of conflated into one message. Uh, and then he sort of took on this idea since he has been getting nudges, I think, from a lot of national uh, leaders in the Democratic Party, that he really should step down and try to take on John Cornyn for the Senate uh, in Texas. Uh, here's his response to that.
0: And I got to tell you, there's some part of me and is a big part of me that wants to stay here and be with my family and be with my community. I love El Paso. There have even been some who've suggested that I stay in Texas and run for Senate. But that would not be good enough for this community. That would not be good enough for El Paso. That would not be good enough for this country. We must take the fight directly to the source of this problem, that person who has caused this pain and placed this country in this moment of peril. And that is Donald Trump.
1: All right. That's uh, former Congressman Beto O'Rourke in the reboot uh, of the O'Rourke campaign. Uh, I will say it again. I think it was three strikes. You're out. Wrong place. Wrong time. Wrong message. In fact, I'll even give him a fourth strike uh, because the delivery was Again, I don't know what he was trying to do. He, he, he has lost, uh, I think, what made him appealing early on, and that was he was authentic and that he was passionate. Uh, but now he's he's trying to be this combination of Barack Obama and John F. Kennedy uh, with an occasional Texas twang. Of, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So I'm going to give him a four strikes, you're out rule uh, there. So we'll see what happens. Um you know he's he will be on the stage in Houston, so he will have home state advantage for the next Democratic debate coming up in September. Again, that's a uh, September mid September debate in Houston. Uh, currently, there are already there are already nine candidates who have qualified for the debate stage. And remember, the Democratic National Committee wanted to make it harder and to have a smaller stage so that they could have a better debate and and deeper conversations. Well, they're already at nine. So unless they divide that into two nights of coverage, which I don't think they're planning on doing, they were just planning on having one night of debates. uh, So they're already back to where they were. Uh, They had 10 people on the stage uh, in both of the earlier debates, the Detroit debate uh, and the one in Miami. So So they're back to the same number, so they're still going to have a problem in terms of people getting enough time and how that all plays out. You'll also have some very desperate campaigns uh, there, knowing that they're going to have to really get some traction post-Labor Day, and so they're going to swing big. And so what does that mean for the likes of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and uh, Cory Booker? Uh, What does it mean for them? And uh, it's going to be just very fascinating uh, once we get past Labor Day there. So, again, I think the uh, O'Rourke reboot was a swing and a miss. The Hickenlooper pivot will be interesting to see. Uh, Again, both of them have been encouraged very strongly to get into Senate races in Texas and in Colorado. Uh, I mentioned in the first segment that uh, Governor Hickenlooper uh, would not be a shoe in to be the Democratic nominee for Senate in Colorado. Uh, there is uh, there are several candidates already in that race and running hard trying to take out the incumbent Cory Booker, Republican, uh, and I, I think it I think will be interesting to see he has uh, there is one opponent already in the in the in excuse me in the Colorado Senate race who has raised more money for his Senate race than Hickenlooper raised in total for his presidential race, so. There, there are some folks in there who are doing some things in Colorado that uh, does does not make Governor Hickenlooper a shoe in to run in and be the nominee for the Democratic Party in that race against Cory Gardner. So that one's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, just our neighbors to the east, uh, but it does show once again how important the Democrats see the Senate uh, in all of this debate. I think I think Democrats are quite confident they can keep the House. Uh, although I've talked to a, a number of insiders on the Republican side who, who actually see a path. Uh, if if the economy stays strong, uh, does not take the dip, and we'll talk about the economy a little bit more as we cruise through the day and talk about Hong Kong and a few other things, uh, but if the economy stays strong and if the Democrats swing wildly left with their presidential nominee, uh, I think there is actually a path where the, the House could flip Uh, So anyway, there's there's just lots of interesting strategy and uh, tea leave reading going on as it relates to the House and the Senate uh, and who the Democrats will put up as their nominee for president of the United States. All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to be joined by Jason Perry from the Hinkley Institute. Uh, He will give us uh, his wisdom, his insight uh, on both local and national politics. Stay with us. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources right here on KSL News Radio.